Hi there, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, a podcast about all things terrorism. Today is an anniversary of sorts for me, and I want to talk about how something happened a year ago, which led to a whole series of podcasts and blogs about terrorism. Like many things in life, this idea started over a beer. I was attending a meeting of the Pillar Society, which is an organization for retired members of CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, where I worked from 2001 to 2015. And it occurred over a conversation I was having with a friend of mine who worked for CSIS. He was the liaison person for the service, as we call it, and the Pillar Society. And he said, you ever thought about doing a daily feature on what happened on that particular day in terrorism? and uh, took a sip of my beer and said, no, that sounds like a really good idea. And hence, the series that I entitled Today in Terrorism started. And I'm now marking the one-year anniversary of looking at events that happened in the world of terrorism over a one-year period. To date, I have then written 365 very short blog pieces entitled Today in Terrorism. And I want to summarize what I found over that first year period. By the way, just because it's the first year anniversary doesn't mean I'm going to stop. Unfortunately, there's far too much terrorism to report on, so you can expect more and more blogs to come in the future. But here's what I found over the first year period. I looked at terrorist attacks in more than 100 countries. The numbers of groups that I have written on are greater than 83. Groups like ISIS, Islamic State, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, etc., Al-Shabaab. We've looked at terrorist individuals who've carried out attacks, i.e. they were not part of groups. They've carried out attacks on a whole in a whole wide variety of ways. There have been suicide bombs, there have been gun attacks, grenade attacks, drowning of all things. There have been bioterror attacks, there have been stabbings, there have been hostage takings. The whole gamut of things that people can do to other people to kill them or to injure them. And here's the statistic that I think is really important. Over the course of the year, the attacks that I looked at in those 100 different countries, there were more than 38,000 people killed. Let me repeat that. 38,000 people killed and close to 20,000 injured. Now, what kinds of attacks did I focus on? When I decide to, to look at an attack, and by the way, the sourcing of the material... I have to admit, comes from a wiki page called Terrorist Incident Calendar. I go to that page, look at what is registered for that particular day in history, and then I choose a particular attack that strikes me to be of interest, and then go to the original sourcing. I don't use the wiki sourcing. I go to the original media sourcing. Is it possible there are attacks that are not part of that particular wiki page? Uh, Absolutely. I'm sure it's being updated on a regular basis, but I'm also fairly confident that a significant attack would not have been ignored. Someone would have reported it and populated the wiki page. But I do go back to the original sourcing. The bottom line is, had I wanted to, I could easily have chosen an attack carried out by ISIS for every single day of the year. That's how active that terrorist organization has been during its lifetime, you know, 2013, 2014 to the present. It's not dead, despite what President Trump was trying to tell us. I elected not to do that for a couple of reasons. A, boring, same group, same area of the world, same MO, No, I'm not interested in doing that. Secondly, I think by doing so, certainly would have pointed to the lethality and 
activity of ISIS over the past couple of years, but it would have done nothing to point out that terrorism is not limited to Iraq and Syria. It's not limited to one terrorist group. As I noted, I reported attacks in more than 100 countries. In other words, on any given day, I had a cornucopia of attacks to pick from. There were numerous attacks carried out in numerous countries by numerous groups using numerous modus operandi. There are no shortage of things to talk about. And I elected to try to keep it fresh, try to have a lot of variety in the attacks that I, that I featured. If there are, it was a particularly large attack, of course, I would start with that. But in the years to follow, I would choose different attacks on that same day. And what this reporting series has, has taught me, a couple things. One is that terrorist groups are ubiquitous. As I said, more than 100 countries. Secondly, the phenomenon of terrorism in the modern world goes back to the 19th century. This is not, this does not start on 9-11, as many people think. Terrorism has been around for a very, very long time. There were bombings in, in France in the 1850s. Thirdly, the numbers of motivations, ideologies, that drive terrorism are all over the map. We know we live in a world, in a post 9-11 world, where it's all Islamist extremism, jihadis all the time. But if you go back to, you know, before 9-11, there are lots of attacks that had nothing to do with jihadis. There were right-wing attacks. There were Jewish extremist attacks. There were anti-colonial terrorist attacks. There were anarchist attacks that go on through history. The series is an attempt to comment on a particular act, on a particular day in history, but to extrapolate from that and say, what does this mean today? How does this help us understand terrorism today? The fact that a bomb went off or that somebody killed President McKinley, an anarchist in, in Buffalo, New York, in the early part of the 20th century, what implications does it have for us now? Is it simply an isolated event that nobody cares about? I think the answer to that question is, is, is no. It does have meaning for today. There, there's that phrase that people use, those that forget their history are doomed to repeat it. Doomed, I guess, means you know, that's not, not a good thing. So things we've done poorly in the past, we should learn from so we don't do poorly in the future. And I would argue that terrorism fits that bill. There, therefore, is a lot of value in looking at what happened in the past to try to inform what's happening today. If we do not learn from what we've done wrong, we're not in a good position. And if I can put, put it out there one more time, I'm sorry for browbeating you on this one. If we haven't learned that the war on terrorism has been a mistake over the past 19 years, it's interesting. I just did a interview with a Canadian media outlet about the 19th anniversary of 9-11 and whether or not Al-Qaeda still poses a threat. Yeah, it does. Duh. It hasn't gone away. And yet we keep seeing this counterterrorism effort largely as a war on terrorism and largely through a military lens, which has been a mistake. Those who forget their history, who don't learn it, are doomed to repeat it. We are, we are dooming ourselves right now by repeating the same mistakes. Bottom line is, is that I'm going to continue the war on the Today in Terrorism series indefinitely. People have said they like it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's getting some kind of an uptick. It is something that you're going to get on a daily basis for those who subscribe to my website from here on in. As I noted earlier, there are no shortage of attacks to look at. So I've got lots of things to write about, lots of things to comment on. One last thing, you know, at times in the blog, I, I try to be a little cheeky with some of my comments and my photos. I hope that people don't find that offensive. I've always found that one of the role models that I tend to emulate is The Economist magazine. And if you've ever read The Economist, uh, they're cheeky in their reporting on the news. Cheekiness should not be construed as being insensitive to those who die or lo lose family members in terrorist attacks. I am nothing of the sort. But at the same time, poking fun of terrorists is not a bad thing. You know, it's funny. As this anniversary has come up, 
We're also in the midst of the trial in France and Paris of the Charlie Hebdo terrorist attack back in 2015. Charlie Hebdo is a satirical magazine that made fun of terrorists and suffered as a result. I have a blog piece on that, or rather a quick hits piece on that, looking at why, you know, why that was problematic. The point is, we can't be afraid to make fun of the people trying to kill us. They take themselves far too seriously as it is. We can't take them seriously as well. So I'll be a little, a little bit satirical moving forward. But I think that the underlying message is that terrorism has happened historically. It has an impact for today, and it will happen going forward. I'd love to be in a position to tell you it's, it's over, or it's almost over. It's not. Sorry. Sorry on a downer. But, you know, if I can turn around one last positive thing, you'll keep getting Today in Terrorism blogs for the foreseeable future. And I hope you enjoy them. Please give me your feedback. You can reach me, by the way, on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves and find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you want to subscribe to Today in Terrorism, as well as the other things I do, other blogs and perspectives and podcasts, both shorter ones like quick hits as well as long ones like an intelligent look at terrorism simply go to my website borealisthreatenrisk.com hit the subscribe button provide me your email you get a free daily digest of all the information love to hear from you what you think of today in terrorism and other things that i produce i'll talk to you again soon until then stay safe